Welcome, everyone, to the third episode of the Post Park Broadcast. My name is Hector Servin. Uh, that's my little jingle for today. Uh, <laughs> welcome back. They, they haven't shut us down yet. And by they, I mean me, because I am the one that, uh, you know, decides when to do this. <laughs> How are you guys doing? I hope you all are safe, happy, healthy, wherever you're at in the world, whatever time you're listening to this. I hope there's beautiful weather. I hope, wish you a lot of great fortune. Um, today's episode, we're going to be recapping. We're back to what I believe will be the regular structure for for episodes going forward. Uh, the first two were kind of, uh, you know, just introduction shows that we were doing, kind of recapping a little bit of what we can expect from Universal and Walt Disney World in 2022 and a little beyond. So today we're going to do some recapping on some news that dropped last week for both Universal and Disney World. And uh, uh, some of them are very interesting, <laughs> more interesting than others. But before we get started on the news, I am trying to think if there's anything worth talking about uh, or anything that I have to cover before we get started. Um, uh, big, well, big Time Rush, just announced our tour. Uh, that's uh, the Forever Tour, Big Time Rush, BTR, not BTS, BTR, Big Time Rush. Uh, big Time Rush is very, this is very exciting. I'm very excited, actually. Uh, <laughs> big Time Rush is like very unironically a, a very good boy band or just band depending on how you, you know what you want to say uh the nickelodeon band did they did big time rush start because of nickelodeon or were they already a band before the show that's a good question that's a date that's the age-old question our philosophers have been thinking of um since the dawn of time actually but no really this is uh it's monday it's monday it is february 21st uh, i don't usually like to date the recording of the episodes but it's actually going to kind of relate to a story a little down the line, but it is Monday and today BTR has announced their tour. They're going to a lot of different places. I know they're going to be here in Orlando. They're going to the Additions Arena, which it's the arena at UCF. Go Knights. That's where I, I, I'm a graduate from there. That's cool. Uh, they're going to be going all over the place. So check your local listings. Check Ticketmaster. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited. I, I hope, I think people my age are also going to, around my age are also going to, anybody that watched the Big Time Rush show are going to be very excited. I love the music. So yeah, that's uh, that's the news before the, that's the non-theme park related news. Mm, anything else? Uh, follow us on socials, you know, on, on Instagram at Post Park Broadcast. You can shoot us an email postparkbroadcast at gmail.com and yeah go ahead. i mentioned the twitter i teased the twitter yesterday yesterday hmm. last week uh that is at postpark bcast yes at postpark bcast and that's because apparently postpark broadcast is just too long of a name so i had to shorten it down they forced my hand postpark bcast on twitter um i'll give some funny commentaries there that'll probably be where i'm most active anyway I'm done with my little shameless plug and my geeking over Big Time Rush. Let's get into the real stories, huh? So up first, we have uh, not really big announcements. They're just kind of the simpler little announcements or things that are, are happening. Uh, first up, Jico, the cooking place, is has reopened at Animal Kingdom Lodge. I, I've never personally been to Jico. It seems like a very interesting uh, option for dining. Uh, I'm very interested. Uh, Want to maybe check that out at some point it is a signature dining so that means the uh you know when you google the place the like as many dollar signs as it'll allow are going to be up there <laughs> it is it is very pricey it is a nice uh, nice meal 
from what I've gathered. But yeah, Jigko, the cooking place at Animal Kingdom is officially open again. If that's your favorite place, you can now return. And the next kind of little baby news, it, I say baby news just because they're not that they're not that big of, of stories. But the Disney Wish has officially, uh, you know, walked on its own. It's officially in the water. That's very fun. That's very exciting. The Maiden Voyage, I think. OK, so the Disney Wish was scheduled to set sail on June 9th. Uh -huh. That's interesting. June 9th, 2022. Um, but this inaugural cruise has been delayed to July 14th. So about just a month. This is off of Forbes article that I'm reading here. Apparently, the those who are impacted by the sailing cancellations can choose to request a full refund or get a 50% discount on a future cruise that departs by December 31st, 2023. So that's very fun. It is now officially floating. I guess I guess they'll take the time to because it's February. And I, you know, it doesn't sail till July. I imagine there's like more testing training that has to be done or maybe the inside. Who knows? It's floating, though. It's on the water. <laughs> uh, I've never done a cruise, so I I would love to get a chance to do a Disney Wish cruise. And the reason why I want to do the Disney Wish is simply because of the Marvel Avengers attraction uh, attraction the experience that you're going to get on the ship they will have this thing it's called avengers quantum encounter now to my understanding this is a dining experience so you will be dining and it's like a but it's an, it's an experience it's a it's cinematic experience i'm looking at the post again post park is me I am looking at the Disney Parks blog post about the Avengers Quantum Encounter announcement. And it's here they're talking about the fleet's most ambitious dining experience ever. Now, it's really cool because there are returning MCU characters, uh, you know, the actors that play these characters. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly are going to be reprising their roles. I imagine they will never take off their helmets, though, because they've, they've shown video that they're there in person in the in the room so i imagine they'll just never take off the helmets so that'll be a part of the experience but of course they call on captain marvel brie larson's captain marvel and anthony mackie's captain america uh they'll call on them for help when ultron kind of comes to ruin your vacation by stealing some pim particles or some new pim tech and even here on the postpark on the disney parks blog they are not me i'm not them uh, they mentioned that there will be a an unannounced superhero that joins the fight that hasn't been announced yet. So, of course, and also Carrie Condon will also reprise her role as the voice of Friday, who I believe is married to or is dating um, Vision. Vision being, I can't think of his name right now, and it's really bothering me because I really like him as Vision. And if you couldn't tell, I'm stalling for time so that I can look up the name Paul Bettany, I believe. <laughs> so that's a cool little fun. No, 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 that's not her. No, no, that's not her. That's whoever the voice of the suit is from Spider-Man Homecoming. Or, yeah, that's who's married to Paul Bettany. I don't know. I may just be spreading false rumors right now. 
Hello, it's Hector Servant from the future. Yes, Hector Servant from the past was spreading spreading uh, false rumors. He was trying to break up the relationship, apparently. So Paul Bettany is married to Jennifer Connelly, who Jennifer Connelly played the voice of Karen, which was the suit from Spider-Man Homecoming, that suit lady. So just correcting that because I knew I was wrong. Deep down in my guts, I knew it was wrong. So they're not the same person. Jennifer Connelly and Carrie Condon, not the same person. Confirmed. You heard it here first on Postpark Broadcast. Back to the show. But anyway, actor Ross Marquand will lend his villainous vocal skills to Ultron. Now, if you remember in Avengers Age of Ultron, Ultron was voiced by James Spader, which, I mean, if you've ever heard James Spader talk, that is like just peak villain voice. He really does a good job as Ultron. Kind of sucks that they couldn't i mean or that he's not a part of this experience that kind of sucks but ross i'm sure will will do great ross marquand i know him from the walking dead that's where i remember seeing him the last time or before i saw him in avengers because then if you remember he also reprised the role he took over the role of red skull in uh in infinity war i believe endgame yeah in both actually Infinity War and Endgame. So that's, uh, yeah, I'm very excited for this experience. Again, I, I'm i sure the bookings for sailings are all booked up. And who knows when I'll get a chance. But hopefully I'll get to see. I just want to see the video. Uh, if I'm being honest, I want to see what happens. Now, they said that they are going to be using like photorealistic CGI. You're going to be watching. I think the the battle takes place above the cruise ship, like above on the upper decks. And so you'll be able to see that from the dining room that you're in, like through the the screens or whatever that they use. So that'll be cool. I'm excited to see who that unannounced superhero is. I'm going to place my bets that it's Spider-Man, but that's not confirmed. Also, another like kind of cool thing is that it, every table has a quantum core, I believe is what they called it. And this quantum core has the capability of growing or shrinking things. I'm excited. I'm very interested to see how that works. If it's like kind of like a preset thing that you have to put it, like maybe they tell you what to put in the machine and then they do it because obviously like people are just going to want to put anything in the quantum core to shrink it or make it bigger. Right. So I imagine that the way to control it is that they're just like, okay, everybody put your cupcake in now and it'll get bigger. And then they just swap out the cupcake, right? That's got to be how it works. I'm interested to see that. That's another draw for me. It's just to see how, they, how they're how they going to pull off the shrinking and the growing. The shrinking and the growing. So that's really a big, big thing. That's my only draw personally to the Disney wish is this Avengers experience. So yeah, those are the two little baby news. Baby news, but I've gone on. I'm calling it baby news, but I've already gone on like six minutes on this. So <laughs> let's get on to the next stuff. Released this past week was the teaser trailer for the new Chip and Dale movie called Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. This is going to be streaming on Disney Plus May 20th. If you've seen this trailer, I I am so excited for this. This looks really good. There, there's so many things here that have piqued my interest. I think the film looks very visually interesting. You know, it's it's a live action hybrid CGI movie. 
pretty much I, I'm refraining from saying it just because I don't want to bring it up yet. But there's like so many different art styles in this. You have the live action, you have 2D animation, you have this kind of cell shaded animation, you have CGI animation. Like it it looks like a huge mix mash. And I, I mean it just looks so so much fun. And of course you have it's kind of akin to who framed Roger Rabbit, you know, and even the idea, the concept of a world where cartoons and real human beings live together with no like it's not weird or anything. You know, it's just kind of like an everyday thing is like, oh, there's a cartoon, you know, that is so I find that so interesting. And that's part of the reason one of the reasons why I love who framed Roger Rabbit as well is just because it's just so cool that you know, cartoons and, and human people coexisting. Now, of course, mentioning Who Framed Roger Rabbit, we do get a little tease at, not a tease, he's in there. We, you see Roger Rabbit, you know, dancing on the on the dance floor. They say, we dance the Roger Rabbit with Roger Rabbit. And they have, there's so many like little teases of characters and stuff, like little glimpses. Of course, you know, it ain't fiction. It's just natural fact. Paula Abdul and MC Scat Cat come together because opposites attract like the fact that they put in Paula Abdul and MC Scat Cat is already like that already gives this movie like four or five stars because what a cool I if they're not playing opposites attract in that part of the movie I'll be very disappointed but not too much because it's Paula Abdul and MC Scat Cat that's very cool very very cool it's not only cool but it's also very interesting because it's like if you know what the context between MC Scat Cat and Paula Abdul okay so the reason why it's cool is because to my knowledge, like MC Scat Cat is not a character owned by any property. Like it's literally if you go watch Paula Abdul's music video for her song Opposites Attract in that <laughs> there's a character. It's that animated character, MC Scat Cat, and pretty much the whole song they're talking about how they're two opposites, um, but they're drawn to each other. So it's like Paula Abdul confirmed furry. <laughs> it's very interesting, the context between MC Scat Cat and Paula Abdul. But yeah, if you haven't watched the video or listened to the song, go do yourself a favor. Paula Abdul, Opposites Attract, music video on YouTube. Oh my gosh. It's very cool. Very cool reference and uh, idea. Just because it's like a, it was a hybrid cartoon, human hybrid cartoon before. I don't know. It's just very cool. Very cool. So yeah, it's, I mean, it looks visually interesting. I, again, I love the concept of cartoons and humans coexisting. It's shaping up to be very, very interesting. I'm so excited to stream this uh, on May 20th on Disney+. Plus. Uh, as far as John Mulaney and Andy Samberg's voices go, I think they're pretty good. I think I definitely enjoy... It took me a couple watches. I I accepted John Mulaney as Chip right away. I love John Mulaney. I think he's hilarious. Andy Samberg's was the one that I, took me a couple watches on the trailer to kind of be like, oh, okay, I like this. But uh, yeah, definitely no complaints. I mean, even when they announced this, that John Mulaney and Andy Samberg were going to be the voices of these characters, I was very excited. So I even love the little dig that they give at Cats. They, they, poke, a, they poke fun at a lot of stuff in, in this first teaser trailer alone. And it's, you know, but it's all in good fun. Like, it's all in good fun. It looks interesting. There's no real, like, reveal of the story, to my knowledge. So I think this will be the only trailer I watch. I'll just, I'm just going to wait May 20th and watch the movie. But yeah, Rescue Rangers trailer. This looks very good. Uh, if you've seen it, please reach out on social media. Let us know. Let me know. It's not us, it's me. Let me know what you thought of it. I, I hope that this is something that everybody feels good about because it just looks good. So yeah. And if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's worth it.
Now, if you've ever been to a Disney theme park and you've just come across one of the most incredible cast members you've ever come across in your entire life, I mean, they go out of their way to make you feel awesome, to to really amplify your day, to create that magical moment, and you want to give them a cast compliment, you know, usually you would have to, I believe this was like one of the only ways, is you could go up to someone at guest services inside the park, or you could tweet. I believe they even had their own Twitter account for cast compliments, and you could say, hey, yeah, the X, Y, and Z person at X, Y, and Z location was so incredible today. They did a fantastic job. I want to give them a cast compliment. And then Disney would, you know, print out the little tweet and they'd be like, here's your little, here's your little cast compliment. Someone said nice. That's something nice about you. And it's really cool. I mean, to my understanding, uh, I've had friends that work in the park and, you know, they they really think it's a nice gesture. It's really cool. You know, sometimes you don't even know that you're making somebody's day. Right. So that that's very cool. Now, cast compliments can be given through the My Disney Experience app. So apparently there's like a couple ways to do this. But if you open the My Disney Experience app, hopefully the potato servers are working that you can go and it'll load up. If you click the like, I think it's like three bars option on the bottom right. Um, and then you can go to Actually, you can just search it. So go to the search and type in cast compliment. I'm doing it right now. That's why maybe I, yep, cast compliment. And it should pop up right there. And it'll take you to this mobile cast compliment form. Um, so you can send magic to a cast member for, and they give you some options on like what the cast member did, the location, which is the park or resort. You can hit, you have the option to like put other in case it was somewhere else. And some optional stuff, the cast member's first name, cast member hometown as listed on their name tag, and the date of your interaction. So these are all optional information, but it should help them, you know, kind of track down who was the cast member that you're talking about a lot easier. So it gets to the right person. But that that's very cool. I, you know, anything to cast, cast members are literally the backbone of the theme parks. You know, it, it doesn't matter. I don't care what anyone says. Cast members literally are the reason why things are so great, why you get to have these magical moments, why you get to kind of not even have to worry about things like cast members, again, backbone of the company and the theme parks. So that's very cool that you get to do that from your phone just right off the bat. You know, you can experience your magical moment from a cast member and just immediately send them that cast compliment. That's really cool. I prefer Twitter. I think I like when they print the little picture out of the tweet. That's the only reason I would prefer to do it through Twitter. <laughs> I think that's really funny. And they and then I think they like take a picture of them with the piece of paper with the tweet on it. So that's very cool. I I like that aspect. I hope they still do that. Now, here's my question though. If they can put the function of a cast compliment on the My Disney Experience app, why can't they put the function of making a park reservation on the app as well? This is something that kind of deeply bothers me and it really shouldn't. But when you go to make a park reservation on the app, you know, it'll kick you over to Safari or whatever web browser you're on, especially on mobile, right? It'll send you over to the internet and it'll take you to a page on a web browser where you can make the park reservations. And that really bothers me. I, I don't know why it bothers me. I think because you they make you sign in again, which is very strange. I think it'd be so much easier if you could just make the park reservation through the app. I hope I'm not alone in this because it, it like, I don't know if it's irrational or if it is rational. 
like it just bothers me. It bothers me that it sends you to the web browser and you can't do it through that. So I hope that's something that they're working on. And I, I hope I'm not alone in that. But main focus of the story is you can send cast compliments now through the My Disney Experience app. Just search it up through the app. That's very cool. For this next bit, uh, please hold on to something. Sit down if you're standing. This is very interesting. So this Valentine's Day, StarWars.com has revealed has hmm, they revealed this new novel that they're releasing called Star Wars: A Princess and the Scoundrel? Okay, now this novel's I believe set to arrive sometime in the summer. The setting for this novel uh, will take place after Star Wars: Return of the Jedi. I believe it'll follow kind of from when Han proposes to Layla. Uh, Layla, who is Layla? In the Star Wars story, who is Layla? <laughs> um, where Han proposes to Le- Leia. What is wrong with me? When Han proposes to Leia, right? And then we get to see the proposal, I guess maybe the, the marriage, the ceremony. And then we get to see their honeymoon. And I'll give you a quick like five seconds to guess where you think their honeymoon is starting right now. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi, five. Their honeymoon takes place on the Halcyon Star Cruiser. Uh, if you're unaware, the Halcyon Star Cruiser is the setting. It is the little Star Cruiser, I guess, that you will be boarding for the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser experience at Disney World Resort. So, of course, we've talked about this in the first episode of Post Park Broadcast. Uh, we talked about the Galactic Star Cruiser. And how things are looking uh, pretty interesting for that experience. But, you know, knowing that the Galactic Star Cruiser experience, which is a like two day experience that you stay on this. It's like a hotel, immersive theater, role play type experience. The concept sounds cool. Knowing that this experience and for real people in real world costs about four to almost five thousand dollars or Star Wars credits. You know, if you're going by the Star Wars universe. I believe it's credit sees. These characters are the least likely, especially Han Solo. No way in a million years would I believe Han Solo would spend the four, almost 5,000 credits to do, have a honeymoon on something like the Halcyon Star Cruiser. So this is very interesting, like marketing tie-ins, promotional stuff for the Star Cruiser. I understand that the Halcyon kind of exists in the Star Wars universe, right? I don't have a problem with that. I do believe that uh, the Star Wars universe would have a kind of a cruise type experience. I mean, in one of the last episodes of the Book of Boba Fett, we see uh, the, we see Mando take what is kind of equivalent to a a plane, a bus, a train, something like that. So little things like that, I, I can imagine they're existing in Star Wars universe, Star Cruiser being one of them. What I don't really accept as believable is that Han Solo is like, yeah, I'll pay this for for my bride. Um, I don't know. It's just really interesting, really, really interesting tie in, I believe. So, I mean, it's so interesting that I might even pick up the novel just to kind of see what it is. And again, like I understand the Halcyon has a history in the universe, so that I believe will be explored in other various novels and comics and stuff like that. I just think the setting for the princess and the scoundrel is the one that's kind of like, uh, hmm? Ooh, I didn't know that I could 
do that loud. Um, it's just interesting. So yeah, speaking of the Galactic Star Cruiser, however, at the top of the show, I did mention about, you know, kind of saying when I'm recording this, uh, it is Monday, February 21st. And the reason I did so was because today was going to be the start for media previews of the Galactic Star Cruiser. Now, apparently media previews will, will be going from the February 21st today all the way to the 27th. So like a week long media preview of the Star Cruiser. Now, I held off on recording. I sometimes record this on Sunday. The scheduling of release, there'll be an episode every week, but I don't usually know when to record. I held off recording it Monday because I'm kind of a silly boy. I just kind of thought the media preview would be one day. Uh, so I, I was kind of hoping that we'd get some little information coming out of those media previews today that we could talk about. However, I don't see that being the case. Of course, we'll we'll have to cover what we get from the media previews next week and next week's episode. So that'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it again. I, I am hoping that the Galactic Star Cruiser is a fun experience. I hope it's cool. I hope there's more to it than what they've shown. But yeah, I guess we're, you know, we're going to have to wait another week. Just wanted to let you guys know to be aware that this week there will be media previews. So we'll have to see what, uh, you know, what, what awaits for us in the Halcyon. So heading on over to Universal. Uh, recently, Universal announced the Discover Universal blog and the discoveruniversal.com website. Now, Discover Universal is a vacation planning content site that they're starting. They saw Hector Servan do postpark broadcasts and they were like, oh no, he's going he's gonna to beat us to it. <laughs> they, you know, that'd be cool. That'd be very cool. If, if that, <laughs> that's not what happened, right? But that'd be cool if it was. But yeah, so it's a planning vacation planning content site. They're going to have a bunch of stuff. It's blog posts. You can go to discoveruniversal.com for more information. But yeah, they'll have uh, they'll have blog posts, you know, like tips and tricks, things like that. They also have a slew of entertainment kind of media content that they'll be doing, podcasts, visual episodes, maybe on YouTube or something. So they have a photo here of some of the things they'll be producing. We have Dine and Ride, which I imagine will take a host and maybe each episode will be a different restaurant that's featured at either Universal Hollywood and or Universal Orlando. And they'll probably talk about some of the food options that they that they offer at these restaurants. Um, Universal Stories, which I believe is kind of following a different family who gets told they're going to Universal and then their experience at the park something around that nature. Checked in. Checked in will see a host. Each episode will be a different Universal Hotel, and our host will take us through the hotel, kind of explaining the different benefits, uh, amenities, transportation, like the, what the theming is, what the rooms look like, what you can do, what is offered. You know, of course, that's pretty much, that's very fun. I like the idea of checked in. These seem very... uh well, I'll say that in a minute. So then there's the Discover Universal podcast, which is just kind of a podcast. I think if it doesn't say podcast in it, these are all kind of like short videos, to my knowledge. So Discover Universal podcast, I haven't listened to this. I, I'm not sure if full episodes of this are out. I believe this will kind of be a casual. I hope it's casual. That's my my wish for this podcast is that it's a co casual conversation between hosts, kind of talking about probably tips and tricks on the parks, you know, what 
things are offered in the parks, what, you know, stuff. Let's see what it says right here. Host Kari, Kari and David deliver expert tips, recommendations, and overviews of Universal Orlando Resort and Universal Studios Hollywood to help you plan your next vacation to the parks. So that's cool. You hear inside, insider insights from some special guests, sneak peeks, sneak peeks of exclusive experiences. Wow. Stories behind your favorite attractions. And uh, it seems like they'll be doing in-park uh, episodes too. So they'll probably be walking around and talking about what they see or what they're doing. So that's pretty interesting. I'll have to give that a listen to. Uh, Ride Guys. So Ride Guys will feature Mike and Dylan, if I'm correct. And pretty much each episode will be them doing an attraction at Universal and kind of giving a little bit of fun facts, it seems like. Like, how how fast does this ride go? You know, what's the height requirements? Probably some other little things about the attractions as well. I'm excited for that one. I love knowing little fun facts about attractions, like how fast things go or how many launches there are. Just little simple stuff like that. So Ride Guys seems like it'll be something right up my alley. The little video makes it seem like it'll be a kind of like a travel channel type thing. A lot of these look like travel channel type stuff. And I don't, I'm not saying that as like a negative way. I love the travel channel. I love all those like travel videos, especially when they would do theme park episodes as well. Uh, and then it says they have an untitled travel show coming soon. So no real word on what that is. But, uh, you know, it seems like they have some really good stuff lined up for, you know, helping you plan your your vacation, you and your family. And hopefully they share some really cool information about some of the hotels, the attractions, things like that. There's also, again, blog posts that you can read. Um, if you want to see more, again, that is discoveruniversal.com. So pretty big, pretty big uh, launch content site that they've got going on right here. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to keep tabs on this to see what, they, what they've got up their sleeves. So so the final piece of news that we have for today's episode and probably what was the, the biggest of the week is that uh, I don't know what this is. Uh, I do know what this is, actually, but it's like, what? <laughs> Disney announced that they are going to be starting the Story Living by Disney. This is kind of a residential area. It's the overarching name for the residential areas that they'll be developing, uh, residential communities to be exact. Uh, they will each have their own little name, but attached will be a Story Living by Disney experience. Now, this is for fans that are looking for new ways to make Disney a bigger part of their lives, uh, and that is uh, making it their lives. <laughs> so this is, quote, this is right from the uh, Disney Parks blog that I'm reading here. A story living by Disney, uh, quote, are vibrant new neighborhoods that are infused with our special brand of magic. Each community will feature distinctively designed spaces, unique amenities, and Disney's brand of world-renowned service. So um, these master-planned uh, new home communities are intended to inspire residents to become closer together, kind of become a tighter community, you know, for this exciting new chapter in their lives. Very interesting. The first residential community that they're developing is named Cotino. Uh, this is going to be built in the heart of Coachella Valley in the Rancho Mirage in California. The video that they have here, the announcing the story living by Disney residential communities, they have Josh tomorrow, a little Joshy Poo, it's hard to uh, ignore something that Josh is in because he just seems like such a, a very nice down-to-earth guy. The land that he's on where where they're going to build this, you know, they have him like, this is the area. Uh, it looks really, it's well, it looks like desert, 
right now, right? But the sightline of the mountains looks incredibly beautiful. And even so, the way they incorporate that sightline here and some of these, and this concept art looks beautiful. I mean, it's undeniably, it looks beautiful. If this is really what it lo- it's going to look like, it it's going to look beautiful. Now, they mentioned that there'll be a kind of like a market square type thing. You know, they'll have maybe dining experiences, shopping. They plan to have a club membership that they'll offer residents. And I imagine that'll cost extra money as well. But they'll, through the club membership, they'll offer experiences such as like culinary classes, um, maybe art exhibits, art shows, and just other seminars that will be hosted throughout the year or so. It sounds very interesting. Now, I was hesitant at this announcement first. And, you know, that's simply because we know Disney entertainment theme parks already. And for them to go into real estate is kind of like, I don't really know. I don't know. However, this isn't the first time that they have done a residential community area. Um, if you're aware of of the history, Disney originally created Celebration Florida in Florida. That is about 15, 20 minutes away from the parks. Celebration Florida was to be this like idyllic neighborhood. I mean, all the houses kind of are the same architecture. They're very close to each other. The setting and kind of the theming of the area is like very pristine, almost picture perfect neighborhood. It kind of, if you drive through there, it kind of feels like you're driving through a fake movie neighborhood. Um, That's how like perfect it was. Uh, The story of Celebration is actually very interesting. I'm going to be linking some other content, some videos and articles. The first one is a video from Midway to Main Street called Celebration Florida, Disney's Not So Perfect Town. Um, There, you know, he's going to, he talks about a lot of the houses uh, that were first developed in Celebration that, you know, some of the construction was not very well done. There was a lot of issues with the houses. Uh, They had to build so many in such little time that they would kind of just develop them, build them without second thought so there would be like outlets that didn't work or leaking roofs and stuff like that it's very interesting video also an article from the guardian called how the disney dream died in celebration (laughs) that's a very extreme headline i really like it though it's very funny um that's a good read as well about some of the like it's just it's an interesting read they're very interesting reads on celebration florida disney also owns golden oak which is for very very wealthy people I won't lie, <laughs> but Cotino, I ri- again, I originally had a problem with this because it's like even Disney of all people kind of controlling the city you live in and I guess kind of the way you live. I, I don't know. Something about it feels very uncomfortable to me. It feels like something out of a movie. And I just I something about that is kind of weird. And that's really the first thing that came to my mind when I heard this announcement is just that, I don't know, it just, it seemed kind of weird. I mean, even Walt's idea of what Epcot was supposed to be kind of felt very, uh, uh, very strong word. I mean, you know, he wanted to control a lot of literally everything to kind of have a, a control over this entire city of people. And, you know, that had to work at somewhere there that, you know, I don't know, just the idea of Epcot, the more you think about it, it's kind of weird. And I mean, this is kind of a variation of that, but they've already said that 
again, the club membership. So I'm sure that'll be an additional cost to residents of Cotino. Uh, they said that there will be, they're developing a kind of lake, little beach area. It, it looks beautiful. The water looks crystal blue, which they do mention. And they already referenced that the public can, can purchase a day pass to go over there and kind of hang out by the beachfront. So, you know, there's already additional offerings that are being offered for this residential community. Uh, they said that we'll be working with highly respected real estate developers and experienced home builders at each site who will contribute their talents and expertise to each community. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> I've already heard, I already hear that like HOAs are, are kind of very strict and, and tough on people in neighborhoods. I can't imagine Disney being your HOA, you know, that <laughs> I'm sure they'll be very strict with what you can do with your property. That's one thing. Uh, I believe maybe the fees, who knows what the cost will be even for a house here. Now, of course, I think they are just kind of designing the theming and maybe maybe some of the housing. I don't know to what extent, but they, like I said, they do mention that they're working with real estate developers who are going to be actually developing and constructing these homes. Maybe all they have really are developing the... Uh, I don't know. I don't know how this stuff works, but you know, they'll have their hand in in the club memberships and stuff, which will be operated by Disney cast members. It's so very interesting. <laughs> I can't say that enough. I will wait to see what they do with this when it starts moving along to to really see how I feel if the pricing is good. You know, it's a very they mentioned that some of the neighborhoods will be catered to ages 55 and older but in the video that's kind of the only demographic that they show are people of uh, an older age so i don't i don't know it's going to be interesting to see what the pricing is here another thing is kind of what i was mentioning in the first episode they talk about right here if you're a disney history fan you might know that the brilliant mountain ringed valley Ringed Valley in the greater Palm Spring area was once a rejuvenating retreat for Walt and Lillian Disney. They they always feel the need to kind of relate things back to Walt Disney. And I mean, if you're going to if you want to build a residential community, hey, just build it. You don't have to, you know, be like, oh, but Walt Disney was here. Uh, you know, they, they're currently scouting other locales throughout the u.s to see where they want to develop another story living by disney residential community so i can imagine that they'll put one in like utah and be like oh actually disney walt disney actually loved utah you guys just didn't know that <laughs> so that's very funny but again super fascinating this kind of disney doesn't own celebration anymore and and you'll find that out in the video that i'll be linking it's again it's a very interesting read and video to watch they do own golden oak still however and it's very cute to look at the comments on this postpark blog you know that you have this person like i'm a real estate agent and would love to be involved in the story living by disney to help people find their forever home uh, i'm a construction manager and would love to be involved in this project mark here has got the real answers hey what differentiates this from what was developed in celebration see mark is Mark is really on the ball right here on the Disney Parks blog. He knows what's up. So, you know, the the more information we get will be what, when I'll, you know, have a definitive feeling about this. So far, I mean, really, it's just an idea. It's concept art. There's no real development as of yet. So we'll have to wait and see. But 
again, one of the bigger stories this week <laughs> and one that I don't think really anybody saw coming. So I guess with that being said, though, what a way to end it. You know, we can we can go live in uh, in in another Disney world, to, you know, literally a, a Disney world. My fear, I don't want them to sell because that was the thing with celebration is that like people bought into it because it was Disney and kind of not thinking that like, oh, this is Disney, but outside in a reality setting, as opposed to a controlled environment, such as the theme parks, you know? And I mean, it was celebration was so popular. The desire to be there was so popular. There was literally a lottery system that people had to enter to even purchase homes. So the demand will be there for this, you know, whether, you know, to the people that can afford this, the demand will be there. There's no doubt about that. What I what I hope people don't buy into is the like unrealistic nature of of things. You know, I feel like with the Disney name, people will just kind of how should I say, like they just feel that nothing bad will ever happen because it's Disney. You know what I mean? So I hope people really take the time to to think about if this is where you want to live, this is where you want to to be, to spend. Again, the concept art looks beautiful, but I mean, I, I hope that people really take into account the different aspects of this <laughs> and what all that entails in terms of like fees or, you know, what requirements you have to to be in here. Who knows? It, again, it's just an idea right now. There, there's no actual constructions as of yet that I'm aware of. So with that being said, again, finally, I'm going to end it for real this time. <laughs> That's going to be it. That, that Those are going to be your big stories for the week uh i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode this was very fun i love sitting here just uh chatting to myself essentially <laughs> it's very fun uh please let me know what you guys thought of today's episode i hope you enjoy uh let me know what you think of the chip and dale trailer that's the one i'm very excited for i i love that and uh i guess i'll see you next week don't forget to you know, follow us on Instagram at Post Park Broadcast and on Twitter at Post uh, Nope, at Post Park Bcast. Again, the name was too long. They forced my hand. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I'll see you in the parks and bye bye.